0: 22,
1: 22.
0: <laughs> you got to say something after that. Um, yes, we have we have a topic for today about the uh, the uh, energetic shift that the world is uh, going through, and/or is soon to be going through, and um, how I know I feel it. I know you feel it, and I know a lot of people we've talked to feel it, but. The things just feel, I don't, know. there's this like feeling that on one hand there's a feeling like we're on a precipice of something and on the other hand, um, you can just look at the world and you can see that things are just bubbling up in everybody and I think it's all connected. Do you, does it feel
1: like it were on precipice or something? It does. I mean, it, but, you know, you not have had that feeling for a long time.
2: I
0: have, but it went away for a long time. But it's back. It's back to me. Is it back to you? Or did it ever leave?
1: You know, I wonder if the idea of a precipice of something is just a constant change that you feeling like, oh... The change is coming, but it's constant. Like, oh, the change is coming, change gets here, but then guess what? There's another way of change is coming, and then it gets here. Do you see what I yeah, mean? Yeah, no. It's I've, like these little micro… Yeah,
2: I've thought of that too, is that there's always…
1: Isn't, there's not like one precipice that will result into something. It's always a precipice. You're
2: always on the verge of the next thing, like, yeah. by definition, basically.
1: Yeah, but yeah. but that I think it's just amplifying.
2: Yeah, but I mean, that would just almost make this constant, constant feeling of it. It might be.
1: But because it has been constant, yeah. There, uh, the the idea of precipice to me carries the definition of something big, right? I think like oh, precipice means something is coming, and then by definition that means big means I'll have to go. Oh, that's the thing that I thought was coming, but in truth is, it's I always feel that.
2: Yeah i I felt that a lot a couple years ago, um, and then it
0: it went away. Mm-hmm. It went, away, it went away from right? me. I didn't feel it. I didn't feel it as acutely as as so, I did. Since when? I don't know when it went away, but maybe in the last month or two, it's been back. Mm. Are you waiting for something? I don't think so. Nothing in particular. Does it doesn't feel like you're waiting for something. It doesn't feel like I'm waiting for something. It feels like something's coming. Like what? I don't know. I'm Sort of Brave New World. I don't know. A uh, the uh, I don't know if you ever re- read Brave New World. The world in Brave New World is not great.
2: Oh. <laughs> um. I guess I will. I, that, that was sarcastic. I don't think it's going to be not great. I think it will be great.
1: Well, um, I, th- I mean, that's that's the topic I think I it will. End, I
2: think it will end up great, but I think it will be very hard for a lot of people get to that point
1: yeah so i guess i want to discuss what's actually coming and then what are the potential outcomes of that and i think we we touched on it in the podcast so it's not like it's a revolutionary sense are all of our podcasts but it maybe i figured we will have a whole episode on it and so as however you want to interpret it whether it's the earth shifting Whether it is some prime directive taking place, whether it is just just like people being fed up with stuff, however you want to right, depending on your spiritual level of interpretation, you can interpret of why this is happening for for any kind of reason. And honestly, it's kind of almost irrelevant. But you know, here's I guess kind of the baseline: the vibrational frequency. In which we function, right? So, if I like draw in scientific standpoint, is just changing, period. Meaning, the dense frequency that we have been very used to operating in, like right, like the Earth, uh, human resonance frequencies, for example, like seven point. It used to be seven point eight six. Is that is that what it used to be? I don't
2: know. I think it changes day to day, yeah. Some, it to some it changes,
1: but it. And I could be wrong, but I want to. I heard somebody say this. That over the last several years, if not, you know, a decade, it has been going up slightly. Like the, just the general frequency of verse, you know, from from back in the 50s and 60s to where it is right now has increased. Not by much, but gradually. There, I,
2: I've seen it. There's some website where you can, uh, I think it has like a graph of it over time.
1: Yeah, and it fluctuates, but I think it's on a the, on the slight incline. And so the earth, the frequency of earth now, you know, if you talk about 0.01 or 0.02 change or 0.001 or 0.02 change, it might be, you will think, well, what's the net? Not on the net, it's not even one, right? But it matters if that is the shift that the earth is experiencing and we're occupants of earth.
0: Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah.
1: And so the density, the way the dimensional propagation works, I say dimensional, like multidimensional layering, right? Like. People refer to third dimension or fourth or fifth or sixth or seventh or whatever. The way dimensionality works is you have frequency bands that we operate in. And Earth, this densified material world, you know, has had a frequency that was very stabilized. In our minds, our bodies have been stabilized into a very particular frequency, and thus it holds dense matter. Matter, right? Like it holds dense thought. And so we this is, goes back to the frequency or the the to the book of the letting go that we did a whole episode on. He talks about how our density is equivalent to our emotions. He doesn't say that, but that is basically what he means within yeah, that chart, yeah, right. And so emotions of anger and judgment and fear hold much harder density, and and then like that book, he assigned a lower lower a numerical value to them, and then emotions of joy and love and peace and harmony and gratitude a higher emotions meaning a lo- um a lighter density right but then with him he assigned a larger numerical value to them
0: yeah my uh, i you know I have a engineering
2: type of background and so I had the hardest time with you know these words of frequency and density and whatever because you know they have like a very literal meaning
0: to me and it took me a while to really understand what that what that means it's not like a literal frequency i mean maybe the Schumann reson- resonance is a literal hertz but the when we talk about
2: you know raise your raise your frequency raise your vibration you know or the flip side is
0: lower your density they're you know kind of opposites of each other um it's it's in an energetic sense that took it took a long time for me to kind of wrap my head around do you think it took a
1: lot of time for you to wrap your hand around because you didn't want to hear what was being said yeah,
2: I think so I think it was um I wanted to fit it all into my is it the left brain the the thinky brain and right brains the feely brain well, Again, I wanted to cram it all into my. There's exis-
1: no, there's no fitting in. You want, just have to be open.
2: Right. I wanted to cram it all in my exi- and make it all fit in my existing worldview. That's what I wanted. That's why it was so hard for me because I'm like, I, I just,
0: I don't think I wanted to change the way I thought.
2: And so you were right.
0: Everybody else I'm, was. Yeah, wrong. I'm right. I'm stubborn. Still, still a bit stubborn. Um, just a bit. <laughs>
2: got got the eyebrows on that one <laughs> um, combined with you
0: know if it's a a literal Hertz frequency, then it can be
2: measured and proven and disproven and whatever right it's it brings it down into the world of of the
0: science conditions.
2: and and this base reality that I'm so familiar with and have been so familiar with and comfortable with that.
0: It's, uh, it, it, it's easy for me to, it would be easy for me to understand, yet I couldn't understand it.
2: Therefore it was, it was easier for me to, uh, kind of dismiss.
1: Yeah. But that's the stubbornness. Yeah. No, and I this, know. I, I is, know that. This is like quite literally exactly what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm hope you make a point here. <laughs> No, but if we live in the world
1: that right that that we have become accustomed to, and that world is safe and it's familiar,
2: I don't know if I would say safe, but it is familiar. Maybe it feels safe.
1: No, it feels safe, yeah, right. The, i'm I'm talking about the perception of that world,
0: yeah,
1: I'm not talking about the actual truth behind it, the perception, right? Yeah, it's safe. It's familiar. So, what, what is in our expression like, oh, you know, th- there's the, the demon you know and then there's the demon you don't, or what's that?
2: Yeah, the devil you know and the, the devil, devil you know don't know.
1: and the devil you don't, right? And so...
2: Yeah, and the, th- it's, which is the maybe pessimistic version of the grass is greener on the other side. The grass is always, oh, The grass is always greener on the other side.
1: No, this and is the opposite you, of that.
2: Yeah, and then when you get to the other side, it's like, well, that grass is still greener.
1: Well, no, in this case is stick with your status quo because you got to be scared of what's over there because you don't know. And guess what? It's also yeah, you're right. as bad it, as it, it, is.
2: it is. It is the opposite. It's not yeah. the negative version. It is the opposite. It's,
1: yeah. You have yeah. to hold on to this crap. Like literally the, yeah. the demon or the devil or whatever that expression is, right? This is what you know. Dot, dot, dot. Presuming that over there is also shit.
2: Yeah. It's right? like, yeah, I know this. And I know that there's some problems with this, but.
1: I'm well oh, familiar with it.
2: Yeah. But that's big and unknown and scary. So I'll just yeah. stay here.
1: No, and so it's just fear. No, it's fear, and so I I want to draw kind of an overarching prophecy of where Earth is headed, and then and then we can discuss the nuances of that. But this might help. So if right, this might help those who are kind of like on that on the clasp of like not being open enough to see what's happening, but possibly still being confused of how this is affecting them. It will help you. Um, Answered that question, as as our prime directive or change or shift or whatever you want to call it, dimensional reality. It's quite a lot irrelevant as far as the term that we use changes, right? Or or amplifies in lightness. We will not be able to hold lower frequency. The den by lower frequency, I mean the density of the thoughts that are very rigid and justified and held in
2: on that on that chart.
1: On that chart. But I'll if put you put it up here. Yeah, but if you if you do not if you do not reference the chart as far as the numbers go, if you just look at the positioning of yeah, these yeah, emotional the
2: numbers, ranches. Yeah, I don't think the numbers matter, at least for this yeah. this conversation. It's like down here is the, the low ones of anger, fear, guilt, shame, I forget exactly what they are. And it goes yeah. up, you know, through neutrality. Neutrality being like the the middle Balancing point, Mm -hmm. tipping point, up to like love and
1: joy, joy and and gratitude. Yeah, I think are up there.
2: Yeah, so that's you can think of this as lower and higher. You can think of this as denser and less dense, lower frequency, higher frequency. You know, the the terminology may not be super important here, but that's yeah, yeah, that's where we're going.
1: Yeah, but I think this is this is the. Point that I wanted to emphasize, or, or it feels like this is a precipice, right? Of why it feels like this precipice is because quite literally, we, each one of us, you and me included, will not be able to hold these lower emotional vibrational frequencies or these lower, you know, emotions anymore, right? And when in the past, some people ventured in to, you know, on a path of awareness or spiritual enlightenment or self-discovery to go, oh, you know, well, let me find myself and not live here. That was almost like a choice or, or higher spiritual guidance that were, was pulling you there. But the, the amount of people that were on that path were far and few in between, right? It, it, in, in comparison to 8 billion of us now, right? But now, for better or worse, no one will have a choice in not making that choice
0: right and if you do try to hold on to it, it's like a it's like a pressure cooker- mm-hmm. and it it amplifies itself and it you know kind of <laughs> explodes out in interesting ways, yeah, so the right rate- The,
1: that status quo, the devil, you know, you will basically be fighting tooth and nail to hold on to the devil, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, Unless you see through this objective of self, like your higher self is guiding you in this direction, let's say, unless you see through it and you will start to search for ways within your own being to allow yourself to start letting go of these denser emotions, Unless you actualize that in yourself and see it, and actually start going down that path, yeah, you'll be forced onto that path. And yeah. so
2: it's a, a hard bottom versus a soft bottom.
1: Sure, sure, right. But the reason I bring this up is because technically you would say, "Oh, well, that, th- why doesn't matter?" This is a very personalized journey, and so if those who need to hit the the bottom of the bottom and basically go losing themselves could do that. And then those who choose to actually see through the fog and realize, oh, wait, this is coming into me, then that's their personal choice, right? So from yeah. that standpoint, why does it matter?
2: I mean, y- yes, that is their personal choice. But at the same time, it's like, I think you also, everybody also has the option to to choose. it. You know, you may not choose. You may go, nope, I, you know, subconsciously at least, you know, you may,
0: you know think you need you need to you need it the hard way instead of the easy way but yeah well
1: and that's the part that i wanted to emphasize is because we are kind of at the precipice of figuring out how this will play out for earth 101 right now whether this process of ascension or this process of awakening or this process of upgrade will be
0: less bad or really bad and foundation style hmm? foundation style yeah
1: maybe and so that this is where we are right now right this is the beginning of, so we're recording this in the beginning of 2024 right that this is right now we have that choice mhm and I say it's a very individualized choice. Like you would say, like, oh, well, you know, sounds like everyone's just responsible for themselves. But it is very much going to come down into mass consciousness. Yeah. And so how how does densified being unravel itself? How does density release itself so it can go through neutrality into the positive, light-hearted emotions? that is indeed your essence, right? How do you uncover this garbage of shit and and become not the devil you know, but become the light that is your truth? And for some people, it's through kicking and screaming. Yeah. Right? For you, it was through kicking and screaming. Now, everybody's version of kicking and screaming, you know, looks differently. Yeah, yeah. But- if somebody is being pushed, right, meaning their emotions will start come to the surface. Or if you are holding on on anger and has, have been holding on to anger for all of your life, and that is your number one emotional output, like, oh, guess what? The second something happens, anger. Yeah. How does How does that being released? Well, it will start coming more and more, right? Because each opportunity of that anger coming up is an opportunity for you to see through it so then you can release it out not into the world onto others, which is what what the cautionary tale here is, but release it out in the contained, assimilated way to where you're actualized into the emotions behind the anger, and then just simply release it, almost dissolve it uh, into into nothing, you know like cotton candy and water. yeah. That densified matter that you perceive cotton candy to be will just quite literally not exist if you do this the right way.
2: Yeah, very much letting go style.
1: Letting go style, right? Otherwise, what the pitfall is or what the most obvious thing here is, everyone will start taking this anger they have felt forever. And instead of going within and letting go, or raising their frequency and then inserting love into it and understanding and giving themselves grace, what they will do is they will externalize it out onto
0: the rest, right? Yeah, and we see a lot of that. Yeah. And so all conflict, all wars, all Mm -hmm. hatred, all judgment. What else am I forgetting here? whatever else that falls in under that bucket, come out
1: from that. From, I feel something inside. I don't know what I feel, but guess what? It's anger. So guess what I'm going to do? Instead of going within and feeling what is it that I'm actually trying to feel, um, you will push that out into the outside source. And honestly, the outside source doesn't even matter. You will pick whatever the easiest target is whatever happens to fit into your world of understanding. And you will attack that group or those beings or that concept. Um, I mean, heck, you might even go and protest war, right? Like everybody says that, but people don't understand that. We heard it again yesterday, right? Those people who go to protest war, it's like, well, extensively, guess what? It's war. Why would you not say no to war? Why would you not go protest war, right? But in essence, that is the same energy of war.
2: Right. You're, it's. I mean, it, there's this, it, it sounds
0: subtle, but there's a difference between protesting war and being for peace.
1: I mean, by subtle, I mean is, there's like it's, energy of like energy. Yeah. Protest of war is the same thing as war. Or there's peace. Yeah. And that has nothing to do with protest.
2: Right. And I mean that that would have been hard for me to understand a while ago too is cuz it's they they sound like anti anti-war and pro-peace sound like synonyms. And I think to a lot of people they are synonyms, but there's a there's a difference on an energetic level between those two things. Yeah.
1: Well, anti anti-war is w- what it's judgment it's and an, hatred.
2: An, yeah, anti
0: anything Anti-anything is judgment and hatred. Yes, not a fan of war, but transmute that into promoting peace, promoting love. Yeah. Whatever that means for you.
1: Or simply do not insert your energy into like-minded energy of warfare. Going and protesting for peace is still warfare energy against something. War is already against something, right? why do we need to insert that? Um, what was the who was the lady uh, yesterday? Um she talked about that interview with Diane Sawyer. Um th- th- we heard we heard th- we did not hear this interview, I did not know this until yesterday. But Diane Sawyer had an interview with Osama bin Laden's sister in law?
2: Sister in law, yeah.
1: Sister in law. Or sister, I don't remember.
2: Sister in law. Yeah.
1: And she asked them, Well, do you hate him? Right? Like do you like do you hate him for what he has done? Like do you hate him for what he's done to for to America? This is in reference to nine eleven. You know we're we're not gonna get into that subject. Uh, and she said, no, I I don't remember the exact she, details.
2: She said no, I don't hate him. He he hated, and look what that look what that did.
1: Right. So in, in that aspect, right, in all extents of purposes, you would go well. You would hate Osama bin Laden. Like mean, look what he did. Right. Right. That would be like mind energy of Osama bin Laden,
2: right? And she she recognized that hatred at all, even hatred toward evil. Yeah, just the nature of hatred, the the energy that hatred brings and in, infects. Yes, is what is what that is what caused nine eleven and with. and countless
0: other atrocities atrocities throughout human history. Yeah. It's, it's it's hatred, and you know, but it, it, so
2: it's it's hard. It 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 feels like well, yeah, I should hate this guy. He's a bad guy. It it almost feels like that. It almost that that's seems like human nature to some degree. Yeah, but you know,
1: well, you're fighting injustice. You're fighting. You fighting you're you're anger. fighting.
2: You're you're fighting injustice.
1: Yeah,
2: right, because you know, someone's got to fight injustice. Mm-hmm. If you don't fight injustice. Won't in, won't injustice prevail? That got to got to do something
1: through fear. Gotta, you're gotta, afraid. You're afraid that just injustice will prevail because the only thing that can stop injustice is more injustice.
2: Right. You have to injustice against the injustice mm-hmm. so that your side, the the right side, the wins. justice side right. of injustice. Right. No.
1: It's, r- right. It's, it's become is, a tongue twister. It is. It is diff- Right. It would be very difficult to understand, especially if you're on receiving and right of 9-11 or war in Ukraine or war in Israel or hatred towards African-Americans or hatred towards Jews, right? How, how can you, someone who, like in my case, someone who has been discriminated out of all of my life for whatever reason, you name it, right? At any point go, I love everybody, right? There's endless love. And what I actually feel for those people who have to come at me with any kind of hatred is actually utmost compassion. Right. Like tear-jerking
2: compassion. But that is the core of Jesus' teachings right there. Yeah. It's not hate thy enemy. It's love thy enemy. Love thy enemy. Right?
1: Well, the, uh, but the truth is there's no such thing as enemy.
2: Right. We, it's just yes. us. Right. But that's, that's, that's the, almost the paradox of it. Is that when you love your enemy, you don't have any enemies.
1: Well, right. I mean, besides the fact that you would step back and go, there is no other. Right. There is no, no. quite literally, there is no other. It's just I. Yeah. Right. And and the amount of compassion you can feel through the understanding that everyone is just you. With a different flavor of ice cream. Right. Or Kool-Aid.
2: I don't know. Kool Aid is the best metaphor to go with.
0: <laughs> Why is that? Really?
1: Uh, no, I don't. I don't get it.
2: There, um, all Did the it? all those suicide cults, they would poison the Kool Aid, and so when they say drink the Kool Aid, that's the reference is that you're drinking the the poisoned Kool Aid.
1: I've never heard of it.
2: Um, there was a I don't remember which one. I think it was the Hale Bop comet back in the. 90s?
1: Oh, wait, wait. I just I just when I was researching Halley's, I read about something about Bob.
2: Yeah, I think it was Halbaub. And I I remember it was Halbaub that crashed into Jupiter. One of them crashed into Jupiter. I think it was that one.
1: You, you mean like the, is is this an reference to drinking the Kool-Aid? Is that what the expression yeah, is? Yeah,
2: when you drink the Kool-Aid, it's because there was this cult that like, oh, this is means it's the end times. And so they all got together on the the day that it either crashed into Jupiter or when it came close to Earth or whatever. And they made poison Kool-Aid and they all together drank the poison Kool-Aid. And they killed, they all, they all
0: died. all died. some suicide cult. So drinking the Kool-Aid is, is a little kind of a sarcastic comment of like blindly following the leader. I don't know if drinking the Kool-Aid's the right analogy. But like yes. It, the analogy
1: that I'm drawing is on flavors of Kool-Aid.
0: Yeah. Right. Right. It,
1: it is
2: sure. It, it's I don't know, it's I don't liquid. Know, I don't know if they flavor, gave if they gave their and members an flavors. option for different flavors of of poison Kool-Aid or not.
1: <laughs> but but that that rhetoric of following the masses, right? Th- does not, not play into this. Sure. Right. The, it's the same thing. It's like, oh, guess what? Uh, we're getting together. I'm going to go protest the the war in Ukraine. Or nobody cares about the war in Ukraine. But the war in Israel, I don't know if it's still going on. I think so. Or the Jews, whatever. We're going to go protest the Jews.
2: They're still going on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so that will always go
2: on.
1: <laughs> on and on and on. Uh, right? And and then for all intents and purposes, you will go, oh, yeah, I'm going to go protest the war because, of course, I'm pro-peace, right? And then blindly, I guess in this case, in the Kool-Aid reference that you made, you follow the masses to protest something with the energy of war. We with the energy of fight with the energy of aggression.
0: Shortly after the war in Ukraine started, we attended a protest downtown. Yeah, and well, I I, I I intended it for a specific reason though. I I, I was.
2: Like I was really taken aback by the, the. I mean, there's, there's almost like two sides to it.
0: Mm-hmm. There yeah. was like that was interesting there,
2: to see. There was the side of, of of love and compassion, and then there was a the side of fuck Putin.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're right.
2: Mar- you know, literally marching through the streets chanting that, and I'm like. You know, death death to Putin and you know I don't remember what it was. I, it was yeah, it, it was, was all very very hate filled. Yeah, and I'm like, I, I can't get behind that message. I would no I would like the war to stop, believe me. Yeah, but,
1: but us being there added to that. Right. Now I realize yeah. My, yeah, even though my intention was love and my intention was um de-escalation, a lot of people were there were so angry. Right that that the war the the war of ukraine highlighted the war within them
2: yeah yeah that was and it was really obvious it was
1: very obvious and and so what the passion and the tears and the anger that they felt about ukraine now being at war uh was quite literally just an extension of of something they could marry on the outside of what they felt on the inside yeah Right? the The yeah. pain they already they were already feeling got projected out into into the scenario in fact the the person who ended up leading the parade um I did not know this i I do not know these people, and so you know it doesn't really matter um as far as my opinions go here, but she also she's Ukrainian, right. There was two people that were leading. Then there were Ukrainian, I guess you know the the token Ukrainians in our city, <laughs> um, and and then there's a whole bunch of other people, Ukrainians that came in, and then uh, also from other Soviet Union countries who were mm-hmm. just you know supporting this whole thing. It is, it is. I will say it's diff- it's weird to be supporting Ukraine, having grown up in Soviet Union, and and through through the communism, you know, rhetoric. At least if nothing else, they. Let's say this was propaganda in some ways. Some people would say that. But what I was always taught is the oneness of us all. Right. The oneness of all Soviet Union countries as one. And in fact, there were all these amazing posters. um, Maybe you can flash some of them here. uh, Of the country trying to bring in oneness uh, between all the different Soviet cultures. You know, because the the vastness of the Soviet Union was so big, to where you know you went all the way to China, you know, and touched the cultures that were in the in the Baltics and and in the in the Middle East, and so I don't know. To me, what I got out of the message was oneness. Yeah. Now, yeah, propaganda maybe was it all kosher? I, probably not.
2: I mean, to to a degree. I mean, growing up in the 80s here in the United States, it felt like there was this connection between between the states. You know, we're literally
0: a United States. And yet today, they, the states feel more polarized than ever before.
1: Well, realistically, the states just reflect the, the message, uh, the feeling of the, commu- you know, the the overarching community that is within that. Yeah. I mean, one is driven politically, two, economically, based on what kind of companies are inserting themselves yeah. into the political obligations.
2: But I mean, I think that, that gets back to the original point is that this, it's the the, the pressure cooker's pressurizing mm-hmm. and you see it in, in the States and you see it in, you know, Religion but, and politics. Religion and politics. You see it between Russia and uh, and Ukraine. You know, these two countries which were inextricably linked, you know, mm-hmm. not, what, 30 years ago. But um, uh, I mean, Israel and Gaza, these, you know, like embedded in inside of...
1: Inside, in each other. Yeah. Yeah. There's um, no separation there at all. Right. But yet, you're fighting the internal fight to separate, to justify... Yeah, and so what I'm saying is that that feeling of separation and anger has always possibly been there, right? And the prejudice has has always been building, right? But sooner or later, when that prejudice and anger and division builds up enough, it needs to explode. And unless that explosion goes into enlightenment, like into self-actualization, go, oh my gosh, look what I'm feeling on the inside, which let's be honest, is a lot of work. And a lot of honesty that most of us do not want to have with ourselves, right so if if you don't go that route until okay let's let just me be honest with myself. that's, that's
2: the harder route yeah that's the, that's the more uncomfortable route
1: yeah, because you can't you can't go oh it's on them, it's the Russians, yeah or it's the Jews or it's the blacks, or it's the the, the, the Palestinians, right whatever the second you go, okay, if it's not them, what could it be? Right. If you that, if you just take them out of the picture, whatever them is, whatever the external outlet that you're trying to grab onto, if it's not war, I mean protesting war, then how do I feel inside?
2: Then there's responsibility.
1: Responsibility, or guess what? I have to look in,
2: and that I, I, fucking hurts. I, 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 responsibility to look in. Yeah. I mean, it turns into a an actual responsibility, and you know what? People don't like responsibility. Yeah. I I don't like responsibility. It's 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 it is harder. It is there's no way around it it is the harder path it just is yeah but it's the only honest path because it's not them it's not any of these other groups it's not anything external it's you have control over one thing and that's yourself Mm
0: -hmm.
2: if you have control over yourself you certainly don't have any control over these other groups
1: the whole idea of control,
2: <laughs> right, is yeah. is
1: already a self identified issue.
2: Yeah, right. Let me reword it. If you're out there trying to, you know, basically control the other groups through protest or through message of of, of hate or or whatever,
1: a protest for peace,
2: even a protest for peace,
0: you you know that is ostensibly trying to control russia to leave yeah um the more it's uh, i don't know it's not I don't, I don't even think it's
2: effective
1: what's worse is it breeds like-minded energy right What well, if we look at everything as frequency right? There's a term that somebody threw out there that, you know, is, I guess caught on to some extent, but I think there's other uh, terms like Robert Sheldrake uses the term of morph- morphic field and somebody else uses term of egregores. And meaning if there's a thought that has enough people putting their energy into it, right? So th- on our last episode, was the last episode we talked about religion, right? If enough of religious people go into one congregation and put a thought of hatred towards, let's say, gays into that congregation, then that is an egregore that feeds and is ex- exists as its own entity, hatred, period, but in this particular case it's the flavor of gay, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. Um my um the generation of of my parents in the United States grew up in the middle of the the Cold War, and there was this ingrained fear. Which led to hatred of of the Soviet Union, mm. there was any any minute now someone's got a button and it's going to you know start World War three nuclear apocalypse, and you might have the button because that's where you're from. That's a different story uh, and so there was there to this day, there is this ingrown distrust and and hatred for that whole. There are thirteen countries? Does any anybody associated with that. You're just it just you know, despite you know, people who people who weren't even born people who were born after the dissolution of the Soviet Union. So whatever, it doesn't matter. You're all grouped in together. It, this hatred just just runs amok and propagates itself.
1: Well, but it's it's genera- so what is it? It's the generation of people who grew up at, in their young age, toddler years, adolescence. You know, yeah. e- even teenage years, or, you know, whatever, all all that propagation with being fed the rhetoric of fear of right. those people, yeah. And with that, right at that age, we talked about this. You let's say you're five; you cannot process what is it that you're afraid of. The only thing you know is you're practicing nuclear bomb drills, right? right. And you cannot even comprehend the extent at which this fear runs your body, right? And so you have trapped fear. Of guess what those people in that case Soviet Union has ruined my life because I grew up in fear and then till this day because you have z- done zero self development and self actualization and actually looking within you're you are walking around with that fear still very much as aliveness of your being right. and then anytime anything happens in the outside world that reminds you that that's still a stuck emotion inside of you you grab onto that and you go. Oh, here, it's them again. Look at them. There they right. go again. There's the Putin again. Now, I'm not pro-Putin. <laughs> and I'm not pro-Ukraine. I am Ukrainian, right? But I'm, but I'm pro-peace. Yeah, yeah. Right? I'm not against war. I'm pro-peace.
2: Every, every few years, another boogeyman comes up. After nine eleven, it was the, uh, uh, you know, the, the whole Middle East. Was, yeah, the whole, because we was, went after
1: Saddam Hussein after some of them Sure, line.
2: it was, it was, you know, ba- basically any, Persian, Arabic country, all all of that are the, the, that's the new boogeyman. They're all, they're all the bad guys. You know, you can't, you can't, we can't trust them. We, you know, there's this hatred toward them. I mean, there was, there were, you know, people were getting, you know, beat up and killed in the streets because they were, they were Muslim. Muslim. Um, Or looked Muslim. Or or looked Muslim. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean. But but then, but then
1: after that expired, right, what did we do? We invent another conflict, which is now Russia.
2: Yeah, no, back back to Russia, right? It's it, it got to if you don't have a boogeyman, if, if, if
1: by boogeyman it, it's external outlet yeah, yeah, for anger. I,
2: I say boogeyman. What I mean is, you know, it's the the whole nation has kind of agreed. Here's the new bad guy flavor of the day. It's now it's now it's Russia again, and and it's you know, well, there's a lot of division, whether it's um, uh, Gaza or or Israel, so uh the 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 Russia Ukraine war see, it seems to be pretty unified that it's that Russia's the bad one but
1: well in that's this a case, that's a different story. Yeah in this case it's very easy for everyone in America to make Russia the bad guy. And I'm not saying they are or they're not it that's irrelevant because the pain body of the post Soviet fear of mm-hmm. Cold War is still alive. Yeah. And then you see Ukraine as those people See Ukraine as the victim of that regime that that dictated the the Cold War, right? That that brought in fear into United States during Cold War. That is the same energetic signature and extension that has never left. It has never been dissolved. It always kept itself alive, and now we're just able to pick on it and go. Oh, guess what? We'll just place it back where it used yeah, to be. Just
2: throw some more gasoline on that fire.
1: Yeah, but yeah. we never we never actualized. What we felt, all the trauma that we, I say we, the you know the baby boomers of United States accomplished or received from the idea of the Cold War. Yeah. No, nobody has ever. No, some people may be doing some digging and some work, but I see this trauma in my dad. I see the same Cold War trauma that United States people are feeling in the baby boomers' age here. Are the same is the same Cold War trauma that my dad has left in him being a Ukrainian, right? Or or at that time, you know, a Jew in Ukraine. Right. But not any different, right. right? So the people that people, the people the United States people are hating for subjecting them to that fear, is my dad, who is also afraid. Of that same fear, the United States was th- was the actuary that yeah,
2: we had a we had a button too
1: right and so what what's what's ironic here is both sides are propagating the same fear against each other that they never processed, and they're keeping it going and alive today
0: right now I mean the cynical or maybe conspiracy theory. Just part of me thinks that there's some, there's an agenda behind
2: behind that.
1: Political agenda? Yeah, a political well, yeah. agenda I mean, yeah. behind,
2: oh, well, it it's good for business, good for power, good for money, good for whatever, to have the people united against whoever it happens to be this day. Yeah, I mean, that, you know, that's a... That's beside the point.
1: Yeah. Th- you know, that conversation, you know, that... Th- Here's what that brings up in me. That brings up that hopeless feeling, right? That that machine is running so fat and so big and there's so much money. It's all about money and control. Yeah. And then there's so much, the machine of money and machine of control has just basically
0: outgrown um, anything it could fit into right now. And, and, And it's
1: continued to basically outgrow, right? The greed. Like how much money can we yank out of this if we do this, this, and this, and that? All that is is fear, right? Why someone functioning greed is because there's a fear of what's on the other end of that, right? Why greed? Because inside you're afraid of whatever, right? Like oh, I won't have enough, right? At some point, if you have billions of dollars, it is, it is. It is harder for like normal people like us to go, well, how much is enough? Like you already have billions of dollars and you already run the world. Is that not enough? But but that train, you know, is full force in and the blinders are on and there's zero self-evaluation. And so it just keeps on chugging and chugging and chugging. And so it's, it is almost like out of control and, and not even, it's difficult to comprehend or understand. Uh, but it is because all logic, all heartfelt love and peace has left the plane. Uh, and you're just right there in those lower emotions of fear and scarcity and anger and judgment and frustration. Yeah. yeah. And if you spend a knife time there, you know, as a country or as a political organization or as a congregation or as a group of people, it is so so difficult to leave that box of space.
2: Yeah, yeah, it lingers.
1: It, in fact, you have literally sold the story to yourself so much. And then in fact, if you're in power right now, that means you got there by selling the story to everyone around you.
2: Yeah, I mean, you can't
1: even think of that not being true. There's there's almost like zero attempt or 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 chance for you to pause and to go wait. What have I been saying for the last three decades? What, let's say in your case, truth have I been propagating, or what untruth? Yeah, there's zero chance. Yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll, Self evaluation. You'll,
2: you'll lose your next election if you do that.
1: Yeah, and I know that's cynical, but it stems from the the train. It just the train has been going for so long, and has momentum, and and then that momentum keeps you safe. There's, right. Yeah. If if you look at everyone as a broken child, afraid broken child, and everything they do in this life is there to mitigate the shithole of pain that they feel inside. Then you can see through everything. Right? What in this action, if it is not love and it's not life, light? Like, what are what are they trying to mitigate? And usually it's pain, yeah, or being scared, unloved, untaken care of. You know, and you know that can go on and on and on.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. So
0: I guess maybe the the cautionary tale here is if
1: you're not feeling it yet, I say you, but you know the viewers, but. Also us, like, I feel it, right? Uh, there will be zero possibility for us to continue to be blind to our own untruth.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it gets more. It's like, it, I mean, if I, I, I think it's like a, like a
2: pressure cooker. It's just, it's just, the pressure's just going up, 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 up. And either you can
0: let it out yourself, Gently, yeah. By you know, self self discovery, self introspection, or you can let it explode eventually. Mm-hmm. But, but you know,
1: there's there's two standpoints here. There's there's those who are on the path of self discovery, and they're starting to see through the fog, right? But As things will continue to amplify and those who are under the pressure cooker scenario will continue to spout out into the world, those who have even the slightest myths of self-awareness will have a choice to either engage, combat, voice off, and try to go in into that scenario and either fight off or add their voice in or not into the rhetoric, the further rhetoric. Or they can choose to step back and say, you know what, that is how their stories played out. But I have a choice myself yeah, yeah. to go within.
0: Yeah.
1: That could be their truth. And you can see through their truth. You can see through their pain. Now, you can offer them love and light. But I would caution not to engage and add your energy into their pressure cooking
2: explosion.
0: Right. I, mean, it, it, I, I mean, I 100% agree. Um, the thing is, it it almost feels and antithetical to how we were.
2: I was brought up. It's like, yeah, you've got to stand against whatever
0: the atrocity of the day is. You have to, you have to fight injustice.
1: But you can offer it love.
0: But you can offer it love.
1: L- offering it love, and maybe this is the confusion. Offering it love is not promoting the injustice. It is simply attempt to see through someone else's pain, right? Going, I might not understand it, but I see them as a broken being, as a broken child trying to go externally, trying to resolve something that is broken within. And instead of going and fighting them, you can go, I have an opportunity here. Like quite literally, your voice matters, not in a sense that you have to go out there and add on to the hatred with your a- different angle of hatred. But you can add on love to their hatred.
2: And that, that isn't, that sounds passive, but that does not have to be a passive thing. No. If there's an injustice and you have the ability to stop it, I, I would say you ha- like have a moral obligation to stop it. Right. If you're walking down the street
0: and you see someone, you know, kicking a homeless guy, if you can stop that, you should stop that. Through love, through love,
1: and compassion. Yeah, yeah. Like the um, this this brings me back to my it's our Philadelphia story. Do, do you remember? We so we were, um, it's personal, but I feel very passionate about this. Um, we are sta- We are in Philadelphia, Philadelphia, and we're standing in line to see the Liberty Bell. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, not a big line. This is like COVID time, I think. You know, so the line is outside and then they're like only letting so many people in to see the Liberty Bell. And we're behind a group of people. It doesn't seem like they're together. So there was two couples, you know, a couple and a couple, and then there was the four of us. And... We're standing there and they see a bug on the ground.
0: A lantern fly.
1: Yeah, and I don't know what they are.
0: Yeah, they're not here in, yeah. in Kentucky.
1: And they're trying to stomp it down.
0: And this bug is
2: is agile. This particular one is very agile and he keeps like at the last moment he'll do and they can't seem to get him.
1: But to them it it's a game. Like, it's a game of, can I stomp this thing to death? Like, to me, I'm still, my stomach is starting yeah. inside. Can I kill this thing? And it is a game. Right. And my children are standing there watching this. Now, I will say this. When you, one, we have raised our children on the n- no-kill <laughs> Premises yeah. catch, and now, re- catch and release, catch and release, right? So if you know if it's a spider or if it's a centipede, which is what we have in our house, if it's a mosquitoes are difficult to catch, but if it's a fly, we we attempt to catch inside our house and release. Right. Sometimes I accidentally kill a fly in that process yeah. or break his leg or whatever. I, I mean, it's, I,
2: it's not um, it's not intentional. Yeah. No. The, no. The goal
0: is well, let's get you out.
1: And so. The fact that this being these four beings one in their mind want to stomp this thing to death
2: yeah and they've justified it
1: It, it's okay one there's not even a consideration or thought that this is not something that they will do and two then turn it into a game because this thing seems to be kind of jumpy and now and that basically now I will say negative words here but you know now they're like horses trying to to stomp on this on this thing to see who can kill it and when when. And I'm just appalled by the whole thing, right. like I'm turning inside, and I want to vomit, still talking about this. and so i I just pick him up with my hand. I didn't have a problem picking him up, unlike they had a problem killing him. And I just walk him off, you know, maybe fifty yards away
2: from from these people, yeah, and they're like, Oh, it's an invasive species. We're supposed to kill it. They, 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 felt they, they almost felt like they had a duty to kill it.
1: But it was a game. You can tell the evil that was propagating out of the game yeah. was trying to stomp this thing down. And the, in fact, these four, four people, two random people that have never seen each other before, bonded to themselves. Like they created this little tribe of four through the attempt to kill this living being that is the creation of God.
2: Right. I mean, I understand. I mean, we don't have lanternflies here, but we have
0: the emerald ash borers and they have killed almost every ash tree around. And I understand. I want my ash trees back. I do. I miss them. But I'm still not going to go stomp on an emerald ash borer.
1: Turn it, or turn it into a game.
2: Especially for sport, which makes it even... It looked like sport. Even, even it looked weird. like sport. Even worse.
1: And so and so they they gave me a look, like this evil look. Like, oh, no, we were totally justifying in doing that. And I don't remember what I said. It was something smart-alecky back because I just couldn't. Like, at, at the point I'm just standing there, it's either I walk out of that line and skip the Liberty Bell situation. And then my children are appalled and now I'm appalled and and then to them this is just a game war is a game to them yeah all humanity was lost between these two ran, or you know two couples these four random individuals that came together and bound you know bonded over over killing and that to me that was the epitome of what it means to be completely lost as a human being and and then i thought to myself and I know, I know this was a judgmental statement. One of the ladies was very obviously pregnant. And I, I don't, thought. I remember that. Yeah. She was very obviously pregnant.
2: But then that's what she's, you know, that's the energy that she's feeding to her unborn child.
1: Besides that, I thought you are carrying a miracle of birth, miracle of God, right? I'm not, and I'm not a Christian religious person here. I'm just saying that every child is a miracle. Right. right, whether or not you believe in God or right. not. But every a life miracle in being.
2: is a miracle, even if it's yes, this invasive species. Yes, a is spe- life. Even if, but even if this, this is an invasive species, is that not a life?
1: But, dad, dot, dot, there's a rhetoric that you decided to marry to say that this is an invasive species and not a creation of God. And then your job as this random individual in line to Liberty Bell is to exterminate it in the front of everyone else and turn it into a gameplay?
0: While you're carrying an unborn living being inside your wound. Hard not to judge. No, it was. Uh, yes, I was judging at
1: the time. But I, I was. At that moment, I was at my wits end as far as what. Dirty humanity looks like. What what living in complete blindness to respect of nature looks like. Yeah. Right, and they got upset yeah. at me for being upset at them. <laughs> like, and they were trying to sell me on some sort of, like, sales pitch of why that action was justifiable. Right. And th- and in fact, the reason why they were trying to sell me on it is because inside their being, that is a justifiable action. They have been sold on the idea that there's zero value to a living being, in this right. case, a bug.
2: E- yeah, it's, I mean… It's easy to turn something into the the boogeyman. It's it's you know these I don't know exactly what the emerald the lanternflies do. Uh, I'm sure it's not. I'm sure it's not great. I'm sure it's probably something that is that is destructive to the ecosystem in the same way that the emerald ash borers here are destructive to the ecosystem. Do I? And I wish I wish that they had never come over from wherever they came from. And you know. They came over and like, oh, ash trees, those are great. Chomp, chomp chomp, kill all the ash trees. I wish that never happened.
1: But the energy but, there is eradication and hatred and separation yeah. and disrespect of living
2: right. being. There's there's a right, there's
0: a there's a subtle difference there between I, I I I wish the ash trees would survive
2: versus I'm gonna go stomp on every emerald ash borer I can find. I've never actually seen one in real life. They're just they're always hiding underneath the ash.
1: Yeah, I've never seen them around before.
2: Um but uh but yeah, I, would, I I I wouldn't kill one even if I found one. I might take it somewhere else away from the ash trees around here, but No. I don't know.
1: I mean, I was raised in the extermination sense. I, I was too. You know, we,
2: I we would Fly swat everything.
1: Yeah, my parents had a fly swatter. They would stomp on ants if there was an ant in the house. If you know, if there was moles, I mean, heck. When you and I first got together, that was the thing you would do. Is you would try to kill moles, right? Yeah. So that extermination thing w- was part of my upbringing. Like that is a right. normal thing to do.
2: And I don't, I don't know if there are times when it's when there's no other option. If you have rat, um, mice or rats in your house. If, I don't know, if it's possible to catch a release. I don't know.
0: It's, it's, I mean, it's tricky.
1: you know, with us, we had mice in our we house. We had a lot of mice. <laughs> and then what we did, I guess, to begin with, I guess we, before we were aware, uh, we had the poison that we set out. Yeah. But afterwards we realized, oh, we can do the, the, the
2: um. Like a little, have a bucket and have a little thing. And then- oh,
1: no, no, not, not that, um. To get to get them not to come in to begin with by stuffing um, uh, met, the metal was, uh, steel wool steel wool into all the cracks around the house, oh, yeah, yeah, and that stopped it all.
2: And having that Mister Snuggles outside the cat <laughs> may have helped too. Well,
1: well, no, we we went everywhere around the house and we stuffed 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 wool into, into all the every little cracks. every little crack, yeah, yeah,
2: because you can't chew through steel wool.
1: Yeah, they just kind of like oh, abandoned. that. That's
2: basically a solid wall. Yeah.
1: Well, I think it would be even like worse than brick because you know at least brick you can gnaw on, and this thing would be like appalling to get you to yeah. do that around. Um, but yeah, I mean, or or you know, like same thing with the ants instead of ant killer coffee grounds,
2: right? Yeah, coffee grounds. We they just they, don't like. We, it. Like, oh, here's where they're coming in. Here's the little crack they're coming in. Just put a whole bunch of coffee grounds there. Within a day or two, they're not coming in anymore. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, this because they don't they don't want to do deal with yeah with that.
1: But you know through. Years and decade of of this extermination mindset,
0: mm-hmm.
1: we've lost touch with natural, right? Homeopathic one. Let's let's say pest control, right? The idea of the fact that even a pest, right? But yes, yeah, I do not want ants on my a dinner table, right? But but we've lost touch with what it means to be one with nature. And if the yeah, nature is yeah. coming in to to eat your food, what is the natural ways to deter it from? let's say, this space that you're occupying as opposed to killing it.
2: Yeah, there's this very, I don't know if it's just Western, but it seems Western sense of, as a human being, I am at the top of the food chain, at the top of the pyramid, and I have complete, not only can I completely control the environment around me, but I I am entitled to completely control
0: the,
2: excuse me, the environment around me. And uh, to the point where, you know, I don't like this, I don't, I don't like this tree here. I'm going to chop it down. I don't, I don't like these bugs here. I'm going to kill them. I don't, you know, whatever it is. There's this entitlement to that, that I don't think um, the indigenous, the the indigenous people would have. I don't Or or
1: even Eastern cultures.
2: Yeah, or Eastern cultures. I, you know, sure, you're going to, if you need firewood, that's one thing. But I don't like the look of that tree. Chop it down.
1: Well, I'm the, the, I am the whole point of firewood is...
2: Oh, you would you would want a dead tree yeah, for firewood. You You're not chopping burn. down a live tree for firewood. Yeah, that's, you
1: can't yeah. even burn a live yeah. tree for firewood. That's the whole point of it. It's so, like, okay, here's... You, you here's, recycle... Here, maybe
2: here's a dead tree still standing. We'll, we'll take it. Yeah. As if there's not enough on the ground already.
1: No, but that's the thing. Is like, that wouldn't even make sense, right? Yeah. We yeah. have a li- lot... But... Maybe something to emphasize here, through our pain, unprocessed pain, unprocessed anger and, and judgment and hatred and internal turmoil, we have lost touch with respect for nature, respect for other yeah. beings.
2: Co- coexisting
0: with life, life uh, in the fact, universe, the earth.
1: Creation of divine, right? Mm-hmm. If you don't believe in God, creation of divine.
0: Right,
1: the fact that it exists here in the front of you means that it has a purpose, right? Well, it's, it just just by the mere of that, right? What at what point that purpose gets deemed as unnecessary by you, and then thus makes you responsible for extermination of that being, or creature, right. or plant, or tree. Right,
0: and there are you know to the extent that
2: I'm going to not plant something here in order to not have something there, maybe that's a, a better way to, to achieve. I guess when you're literally ending the life of something, that feels like it's too much
0: to me.
1: That bug thing was too much. Yeah. It, it was it was the epitome of everything that was wrong with the world. And, and it was amplified by the fact that this human being, this woman who was playing this game was carrying an unborn
0: child. I don't, I don't remember the unborn child.
1: I, I was, I just couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to understand how, I, you know, someone who creates, a woman who's a creator, right? Who's a birther of life, bringer of life, uh, through this divine magic that, you know, is unexplainable by all means as far as w- what the heck, how does this even happen to us as as women, right? Or, or as humans, um, can then know that feeling inside of her, knowing what it means to carry life and to bring life forth, and then decide to participate in m- murder. Yeah. In, you know, and in this case, what she deems to be lesser than creature, which is whatever this little yeah. bug was.
2: Right, but I mean, it's it's not a big stretch to turn that into in us versus them. Yeah. You know, the whole, one of the whole premises of slavery is that these, is that the slaves were, were not even human. Yeah. They're not even, they're, they're subhuman. Therefore it's okay to enslave them and, and force them to work. It's okay, it's okay to kill them because they're not even human.
0: Yeah.
2: Or, you know, in war, you know, if, if, if your side dehumanizes the other side, Mm -hmm. then it's, it's not such a big deal to, you know, to, Mow them down with your machine guns and 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 slaughter them because they're not even human. they're subhuman
1: but but here's here's so it's interesting to me in war, thousands, if not millions of people, depending on how big it's the war, but let's say thousands of people, are sold on a rhetoric or story, right? Because it has to imagine the propaganda that has to go on to take those people to make them subhuman to where you can lift your musket or your rifle or your drone controller and then drop something on those beings. Right. You you Imagine the sales pitch that somebody has to feel. Imagine the internal anger that that human being has to already feel inside in order to be able to take the sales pitch and go, yeah, I'll marry that. Right. And then continue to execute the order of kill because they're subhuman because it's us versus them
0: right i mean that's
1: no i understand you know in ukraine they're defending their land sure right because if they don't defend their land now russia occupies ukraine and their children are now being raised by the rhetoric of this being you know in this case putin who does not assimilate or propagate love and light right. so right so in that case i do i do understand that there is this conundrum of well how do i not defend something that i believe in in order to allow love and light to stay in this country
2: and i do understand the oh if i don't go then i get thrown in jail or worse from the, from the other side i you know yeah, yeah. i i get that
1: yeah that's, we we know that's tough. we we know someone who like within the last year who had to immigrate to United States under political asylum, because if they if they didn't-
2: They're of draft age.
1: They would be, yeah, they would be of draft age, and they would have had to go into war to fight the war. Now, this is Russian. They're Russian. They would have been drafted into the Russian war, which they uh, basically- Opposed. Opposed. Right? Because but, there was no other option. But it
2: couldn't say anything about it. Yes. You, they, it's, you can't express an anti-war opinion in there. Russia.
1: Yeah. And I, I so maybe that is something that we should say. We have, we know Russians who were in Russia when this whole thing started, who basically say the country, that the citizens of the country, the Russian, the normal folk, are not allowed to say no against this war uh, because there's consequences to say no. Uh, and, and then thus, it's either they go fight or in this case, these particular group of people were lucky enough to be able to reach Immigration, right. asylum, political asylum, and then get out of the country. But that is so difficult and so far and few in between.
2: Right. You have to be
1: sponsored. Sponsored. You have to, be which a, means you a, have to have someone here. Yeah. Have have,
2: and yeah, and you probably have to have money to do it. I imagine yeah. it's not cheap. Yeah. yeah. The, the yeah. All the legal No,
1: it's you know when we, when we refuged here from Ukraine back in the nineties, it was a very difficult process. So it took a long time. Yeah, it took a long time. I
2: mean, you could get, you could get drafted before that's over.
1: Yeah. So the fact that they were able to come over, you know come over before. Yeah. So, so I will say this: th- there are very difficult decisions, right? right. There's very justifiable There's, decisions on the surface sure. to work. It's not.
2: It's not easy. It's not right. B-
1: but putting more fuel into a fire does not stop the
0: fire. Yeah. Right. And so going forward, you know, I you know we need to wrap up, but. Going forward,
1: what I want to emphasize is each one of us has a responsibility within ourselves and in fact, a choice of how we want our future to look like and how bad do we want it to get, right? And we don't have to agree or see everybody else's side, but I think we we should approach it with compassion. And if we do get stirred about somebody else's actions and somebody else's anger and judgment and feel like we need to oppose their view, we should look inside and go, what causes me to to quite literally marry my energy with their energy?
0: Yeah.
1: Maybe you perceive it to be a, a flip side, a mirror side of that, but recognize it is still the same energy that they're propagating that you're then mirroring in your response to them.
2: We went to, we did the uh, the protest downtown. We also went to the local Buddhist centers.
0: It wasn't a protest. It was more of a pro-peace thing.
1: Well, no, it was Remembrance.
0: Oh, it yeah, was- we, we it,
1: have a friend who it was does a, a it, yearly it was, Remembrance.
2: Was it the uh, anniversary of the Hiroshima bomb? Yeah.
0: Okay. It was Remembrance, but also the- uh, Ukrainian war had had recently started, and that was also
2: kind of on everybody's mind because, you know.
0: Well,
1: yeah, the reason why he asked me to speak at the at the it, remembrance yeah. ceremony was because I was Ukrainian,
2: token Ukrainian,
1: token Ukrainian, and you know, and he he wanted me to weigh in with, you know, here's Hiroshima, right? I think it was some some large number what was that this so this would have been 2023 2023 last year oh it was 2022
0: maybe 2021
1: well i mean he does it every year yeah but but this was a big number
0: i was like
2: 21 maybe
1: no because the Buddhist center was closed during covid
2: that was 2020
1: and 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 met much much later
2: but we were all outside
1: yeah because they Buddhist center didn't open for years (laughs)
2: I don't think it was, it, it wasn't 23. It wasn't last year.
1: Okay, well, maybe 22. Whatever it was, maybe it was 22. Okay, yeah, 22. And so he asked me to speak. Well, Ukrainian war would have started. So yeah. 2021 Ukrainian war wasn't happening. Yet. Yeah. And so he asked him to speak on on the thing. Yeah. Well, it, you know, his the reason why he commemorates the anniversary, and especially big numbers, of the Hiroshima explosion is to draw awareness to peace. Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah. Where I was going with that was the stark difference between this anti-war protest and this pro-peace community. Mm-hmm. It was it was night and day. Yeah. There was this one. It was anti-war, which, on the surface, might sound like the right thing, but yet there was so much hatred.
1: Well, the people who are running it were angry.
2: Yes, and I. Understand why you would be angry. I do. But it was just so angry of a gathering
0: mm-hmm.
2: versus this one was just so peaceful of a gathering.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Just It was just night and day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. When we went to the, the, the Ukrainian one, I went there in peace.
2: Yeah, I did too. And With it was. With the intention
1: of inserting the energy of peace. Right. Because there's so much hatred within I, even American Ukrainian community. I knew community. how it was going to be. Oh, you knew it was going I, to be that I, I way? I
2: figured that's how it was going to be. I didn't, know, I didn't I, realize it was going to get it radical. It was, it was that... I didn't realize it was going to be that extreme.
0: I thought it was going to be... I didn't know it was going to be... Fuck like Putin
2: yelled from the streets level.
1: Yeah. Well, maybe we, maybe we should clarify why. The... The Ukrainian woman who ran the protest here also has an African American boyfriend, and the radicalism that she felt inside was the same radicalism that our city, where we live in Louisville, had after the Breonna Taylor shooting. Oh, that's right. So the city, our city, and I have done a lot of energy work on the city to to mitigate this but you know the the the, the hatred that the united states experienced after george floyd right and then brianna taylor uh i guess for those of you who are not familiar basically it was a, it was an african american woman uh in the apartment complex with her boyfriend um and at some point correct me if i'm wrong the 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 local police department decided that he was a drug dealer or something or something. They, it doesn't they decide.
2: They decided he was a bad guy. He was a bad reason. guy. And they,
1: and then they stormed yeah, his apartment.
2: A, a no knock warrant where they just knocked the door down and gu- start guns and blazing. shooting.
1: Yeah. SWAT team. to start SWAT out. team came in and, and, and then basically started shooting. She's just unarmed,
2: she, unarmed woman sitting on the couch.
1: I think she was just sleeping.
2: And she, right? she, th- She gets shot by the police.
1: Yeah, an innocent woman dies. An innocent woman dies, who just happens to be a girlfriend of the guy that they deem to be right. And then they arrest him. And then well, he
2: got shot, but he survived. Yeah. Turns out, not a drug dealer. Turns out, oops, I don't know what the mix-up was, but
1: yeah. And so the city was angry. Right, the city, the the community, right. both on the African American side and the white side, was just angry. Right,
2: I mean, I understand the, the outrage, the brutality, the, in the racism it's, it's, in the city. Right, it's it seems unjustifiable. It's way. Anyway.
1: Yes, and so during that time, we were still at the clasp of all the protests, and then we, I think, Louisville drew a lot of national attention to where everybody on the national level who were processing police brutality. Had their little swing that came through Louisville, and so we had months and months of, um, what is at least a month or two of when the curfew when you don't go out, yeah, downtown like a curfew, yeah, yeah, like we had curfew to where like no nobody out downtown because they were trying to prevent the escalation
2: of of these in, protests. into into like riots,
1: riots. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of riots in Louisville, especially downtown, and so, and so this Ukrainian woman participated in the African-American movement, and, and, and then, you know, white movement too, against police brutality. But that anger and rage that she already felt was existent before, then it presents itself out onto police brutality, anger, and rage, right? Stop shooting, stop killing. And then guess what? The next opportunity that comes up for that to be expressed comes at... Oh, guess what? Ukraine is now what war led me protested okay. on this side. I, didn't, I did not realize that. Oh, you didn't know that? No. Okay. And so that that anger, the, the fuck, you know, right, right, whenever you say fuck, there is some anger in it. I recognize anytime a fuck is flying out of me, it is not because there is not residual pain that I'm feeling behind that statement.
0: Yeah.
1: And so that anger that came out was was really kind of from her, driven from her pain body. Mm. Of what it meant to be Ukrainian, what it meant to be disrespected by the Russians, what it meant to for her, from her boyfriend being disrespected and, yeah. and marginalized in Louisville or in America as an African-American. And the entire city just fed that, right? So right. as an egregore, as an energy, our city was already charged with the energy of hate.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, and injustice. Okay. And how do we fight injustice? Right. And, and, you know, and so, you know, she already had the megaphone. She didn't have to go buy it. And they just it just propagated into that, right? Yeah, and so that that blind anger that we feel inside is will always be extrapolated out onto the outside events, sources. You'll find, people will find anything to grab onto in order to justify why they can continue to externalize this out as opposed to go within.
0: Yeah. I guess if you, to anybody who wants to... Uh who can't fathom how it could be any different i would say attend a uh, a a a buddhist get together and you would see how oh this is how you
2: this is how you do it the right way this is how you can do it this is how you can do it from from a perspective of of peace and love instead of from a perspective of anti x anti you know war anti hate anti whatever yes i understand we don't like war, we don't like hate, I get that. But instead of being against that, being pro peace. love and light and peace, yeah. harmony,
1: right, and, it, and
2: cooperation and, and unity.
1: Yeah, you, you know, maybe this is a very easy way for someone to, to comprehend this. If we take concepts out, and if we look at everything as an energetic signature, like an energetic bubble, right? And we have a bubble of war, right? And and all the anger and hatred and justification that we have for war. And anytime you assimilate like-minded feeling into that, you're just putting more energy into that bubble. That bubble is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, right? And the question is, am I feeling the same? Take out the justification. Take out the like, well, yes, because, right? You know, because you can find endless justification. Am I feeling the same as that bubble? Even if it's just a mirror concept of that bubble, Re- start to recognize that what you're feeling is just a mirror concept of yeah, that yeah, bubble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do and then and then make a judgment call. Do I decide to put my energy? Let's say you are a sovereign being. We're all sovereign beings, and we have a choice into where we put our energy. Do you? Right. Just step back just for yourself, not your friends, not your social circles, not what the norms are, but within yourself. Do you want to put more energy into that bubble? Right. Be it against it or for it, is this something that is resonating with you or is it an alternative? And that is the peace.
0: Right.
1: Within. The love, the light, the understanding, the compassion.
0: Right.
1: And I'm not trying to be a Buddhist here, right, or or Dalai Lama, or Gandhi, or whatever. I'm not trying to sales pitch them. But if you just go within, and you go, what does peace feel like? And then if I had to go into that circle, is that peace there?
0: Or is it something different? Right. I, someone said, I don't remember how they said it, but it was basically along the lines of, don't don't be anti-anything.
2: Be pro Whatever the good thing Don't be anti the bad thing. Be pro whatever the good thing is.
1: The good thing is just love.
0: Yes. Yes. The, In the the end only,
1: that. If, if we want change, maybe this is the important part to understand. If we want change, the only way that change can come about is not through yelling of the opposite message of whatever this hate is, is to completely dissociating ourselves from that and actually just going into love. Whatever that means. Yeah. Like, if there's a protest and you don't want to participate in that, right? Or, or you choose to not want war to be your, your gimmick, then, I don't know, go to a meditation garden. And if they're an hour protesting, you meditate for an hour. Or if, if they're an hour protesting, I don't know, you go and you water the flowers at a local park. Take an action of self that is completely in opposite direction of these lower emotions. Yeah. And then quite literally just on your own, without any movement, go talk to a tree. I don't know. Is that crazy? Or go watch a river flow. Or, I don't know, go bird watching. Just pick anything that has the signature of love and compassion and and understanding and maybe just quietness in it yeah create quiet when there is chaos and like you know this would have been really hard for me to understand because when the ukrainian conflict happened i was like oh my gosh one i went into like a crazy shutdown mode because it registered with me so hard and then at the same time, because I was into energy work, I felt responsibility, like I need to do something, right? And so I was like, what do I do? And and so I'm like, okay, well, what can I do? What can I do to promote peace? And then what I was guided to do, like weeks later, I think my response was very delayed, was to organize a meditation session online, you know, on Zoom, just to get everyone in to meditation. And then the meditation that I guided was just basically of, connection to love yeah and so the message that i got is you don't have to participate in a thousand people protest you yourself can just sit in meditation for one hour and enter into the space of personal sovereignty and love and that would be enough to offset any movement out there by tens of thousands into hatred because that frequency so much lower and denser then even you alone with one hour of love, or bird watching, yeah. or or listening to trees, or a walk in nature, or just sitting by a creek, the frequency of that is amplified in divine light so much more than the frequency of hate. That would be enough to change this world. Yeah. And it, it is difficult from the human standpoint. Point to see that. Like it was hard for me to right, see that. Right,
2: it is. Cause it's like, yeah, but that doesn't stop them.
1: Yeah. But is, is, because is you're where quantitatively is where you yeah. judging, like, well, that's not enough. I'm just one being. And look, I'm just quite literally sitting there doing nothing. But if you look at a at propagation of energy and re- recognize the sovereign power of your true love is tenfold to thousands of people screaming hatred. You can see hope. I know who is that that we just heard that that the Buddhist is it the Buddhist that don't believe in hope? Was it?
2: Yeah, because hope is in the future.
1: Is in the future, right? But I think,
2: and that's an insult to now.
1: Yeah, but but in now you can experience peace and tranquility. Yeah, and then recognize that that is more powerful tenfold than quite literally thousands of people screaming hate. Yeah, and it was really hard for me to to see that, right? Like yeah, to me no, it, it
2: it is it it flies in the face of conventional thinking for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. When before I started channeling, right? That was the, the 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 conundrum that I was facing. I was like, okay, so I'm supposed to propagate love and light. And I'm and that's supposed to save the world. I'm like me, like quite literally me.
0: Yeah.
1: And at the time I'm like, I don't even think I have a voice. I, I don't, I wh- don't have what a voice, I, don't
2: have a platform. What are you know, who's gonna listen to little
0: me?
1: Yeah, but right? I, but guess what? Internally, I feel that pull of like, oh my gosh, this love that I feel inside is my essence. And guess what? Everyone has this love inside of them. And so that shame of like, I say shame, I know that's a judgment there, but for me to imagine somebody were to be stomping on the bug. Instead of feeling the love of divine that is within their stomach, growing in their womb, to me was just like so stark that I'm like, okay, I have no option. It doesn't. It doesn't even matter that it's me. I might not understand the signs behind multiplication of love language versus you know de demultiplication of judgment. Uh, but I'm just gonna go with it. Guess the pull inside into that light is just all all consuming. And so what I wanted to emphasize is everyone has that pull.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're, I mean, we're all being called into ourselves. How do you express it? I mean, that, that's the question to everybody. It's how are you going to express it? By? <laughs> or by? Going with it?
1: Going within, which is really hard. I will admit that it's so so hard. It is hard. It is the hardest thing you can do to see through your own bullshit and decide to marry truth. Yeah. Like I, you know, I I give everyone props for trying. I'm still trying, and it's difficult. I'm still trying, and I have all the guidance in the world behind me, and it's difficult. But maybe recognize that the guidance is there, right? There's people like me. There's people like you there's other people who are going through the same thing who have an opinion, who have something to weigh in to just give you courage to once again, choose differently that, and once again, choose differently.
2: That, that video we watched yesterday was so inspiring to see all these different people from all these different religions and backgrounds, all with the same message of just love. If, if, if what you're doing or what you're participating in or, or the, or the message you're being given, or, or or whatever, has has any hatred in it at all? Then it's not the right message, and you need to find something else.
0: Go and where, that's where you find it is. Within. Yeah,
1: but if if that if something's in you and it's resonating hatred and anger, then then ask why. Right? That's my whole thing: is why. Why are you angry? Right. Some, why or, does this some, make you angry? Some awareness. Wait, right to begin with, why am I angry? Why is this thing that is happening on the outside world that has nothing to do with me? Because let's be honest, most of us in America are sitting in their cushy homes with air conditioning and heating and all the food that we can want,
2: and flat screen TVs, and
1: flat screen TVs by the dozens,
2: iPhones, and
0: yeah. Why to, are we getting
1: angry? And then and then maybe pause and go. What's inside of me that is causing me to be angry?
0: Right. Yeah. And Chances so, are, if you're angry about something out there, it's really something inside. Mm-hmm.
1: Again, that is not to say that you cannot take action against bettering the environment, spreading love, right? I'm not saying you're right. actually sitting on yeah, the couch yeah, and that's, do nothing. Yeah. Right.
2: That's, that's important.
1: But that is a different take on the energetic interpretation of adding on to judgment and anger or then doing it in love and peace. Like Hiroshima bombing vigil, right? Yeah. W- was that. And the protest in Ukraine was total hatred with megaphones. Right? Yeah. If you're
0: screaming into a megaphone, there might be a problem. How else are they going to hear you? wrap that's a wrap thank you thank you